Hey, what's up? Peace, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Hoop Chatter. This is part two of the coronavirus special or whatever the hell we're going to call it. I'm not sure, but we want to talk specifically about the NCAA. So like always, I got my boy Kevin Tarka with me and I got my boy Rob McPherson. And we're here to really deep dive into this week in regards to the NCAA. And we're going to even step out of basketball a little bit and talk about all sports and what this means as athletes, all of us as former NCAA athletes, the spring seasons being canceled, just a huge deal and a huge devastation, especially for seniors. Tarka, what are your thoughts on everything that's going on in the NCAA? Fill us in, man. Man, where do, where, where do I begin? I think, uh, obviously, the, the, the elephant in the room here is the NCAA tournament and uh, – you know, in addition to the um, Rudy Gobert's announcement, I think the NCAA being canceled, those two things were kind of like holy crap moments for me. Um, like this is a real deal. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the ramifications that are um, coming from this from this uh, this craziness for next season are 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 pretty severe you know in terms of the you know the amount of money that the NCA is going to be losing which then trickles down to the schools um recruiting scholarships that you know we, we touched briefly on last podcast about how they're you know giving spring athletes an extra year of eligibility and how that's going to affect NCA rules and how many scholarship players they can have yeah. um you know it, it's question, just go ahead question we you talking with that uh, with the extra year eligibility, are they doing anything for the basketball players at all? So, so they're not. At least as of yet. So, so, so my question with that is, what do you think the ripple effect for these one and dones is some of these guys that needed the tournament to make a name for themselves to leave? Do you think they'll come back uh, feeling like something's incomplete? You only get if you're doing one and done. You only play for one year. That's your chance to go to the twenty. Like a guy like Cole Anthony in North Carolina, right? Team, team, a lot of injuries. Terrible year. They're probably not making the tournament. Maybe not even get the NIT. Does a guy like that with a season short? Does he come back? It, it's a great question, man. And there's, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of guys like that. And and I, I guess to, to start answering your question is that there there might be some guys that do come back. There, there's there's two different sides to it. You know, one's going to be, first of all, what's happening with the NBA, right? So depending on when they come back, again, just kind of similar topics to what, what we briefly touched on in the last podcast is like, you know, first of all, the contracts right now um, – I, I don't know if you heard some of the some of the latest uh, conversations on it, but there's a there's a clause in contracts mm-hmm. um, that's called force majeure, and that essentially is you know unforeseeable circumstances, right? And that allows um, that allows the teams to basically um, not have to fulfill a contract, you know, if there's a world pandemic or, 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 or war or something absurd happens. So right now they're talking about in all major sports, like you know. Is that going to come into effect if the season gets canceled, which obviously hopefully it doesn't, hopefully it's just delayed, but you know, how, how many games are they missing and, and how many paychecks are they going to get? And then at the end of the day, um, you know, if the, if the season is canceled for the NBA, um, you know, then, then how does that affect the amount of money that's lost from the rest of the games and the NCAA, I mean, uh, and the NBA finals? Cause mm-hmm. that's, we're talking like hundreds of millions of dollars. That's a big revenue piece for, um, the salary cap. So then how does that go into next year and how does that affect the, you know, amount of potential money 
um, that draft picks can make. And I guess that little segment just filters back coming full circle to the NCA guys. It's like, well, now does it financially and economically make sense for these one and done to leave if there's a certain amount of risk involved with getting drafted, right? So, which is just wild to think about. I mean, it's 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 obviously um, man, it's so much. Bro, it's, that's it's, crazy. It's a, I, it is. It is. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I mean, even that 30 seconds probably has your mind going got a million miles an hour. Imagine mine. It's like, you know, this is a – I mean, it's it's a serious thing because we haven't even talked about, like, the overseas concept because a lot of these guys that yeah. – you know, most most guys that are one and done um, – actually, this is – you know, this is why I, I need to get some more interns because this is a good – this would be a good stat to have. It's like I wonder how many one and dones over the past – four years are playing in the NBA right now and or in the G league and or overseas, Mm. you know, Um, because a lot of these guys like, you know, think about the draft boards right now, how many freshmen, um, how many freshmen are on the draft boards a ton, Um, you know, so, so, so are they going to stay? And and if they stay, what are the chances that they get drafted? And, And that's without even saying, okay, when is the draft? When is the combine? Who knows? Like all these things are up in the air right now, Mm. you know? Um, so that's wild, but uh, back to the NCA thing, again, the extra year of eligibility, I wanted to touch on, it's like, you know, everyone kind of makes a huge deal about it. And people are passing around petitions for, for basketball players to get an extra year. And obviously it's something I'd sign because I support it, but, um, you know, it's like in the reality of it, it hurts and it sucks and it's absolutely terrible, but players, I mean, let alone the fact that some players, their season was entirely over that weren't going to make the tournament, but players played 99% of their season, uh, you know, so for the NCAA to, you know, and we all know who the NCAA is and what they're about. So for them to figure out a way to lose a lot of money trying to get, you know, uh, 250 or 300 or, you know, however many seniors there are um, back into a scholarship is just financially not a good decision for them. And yeah. It's just a nightmare. So my other question with that would be then how does that affect scholarships? Cause those guys you think will be leaving or coming back. So then what scholarships do you have for the incoming freshmen that you're offering? Well, well, what I think what they decided to do, or at least what makes the most sense for the, for the spring athletes was just to make a one year exception of like, if players decide to come back, those spring athletes, like obviously they're going to honor the, the scholarships that of incoming freshmen. And instead, if they were only allowed, let's say 13 basketball scholarships, or, you know, I guess basketball is a bad example, whatever sport, you know, and they have three seniors at one school that are coming back, then it doesn't matter. It's a one-time exception. And they're still allowed to they're still allowed to be there. But obviously that's you know, that's great until, you know, then you say, Okay, well, those are three players on whatever sport that were starters. So the incoming freshmen were promised that they're gonna be a starter and that, now you're talking about playing time and you yeah. know, affecting, you know, who's gonna be what role in the team. So it's a pretty wild thing to think about, man. Yeah, that's a fact. So what what do you All think? Right. How does that affect like, so tell us a little bit more from an agent perspective, man, about your recruiting. Like, put us in the shoes of the agent through all this madness. Sure, sure. I mean, right now is obviously the, you know, it's 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 like go time. It's go time for me, which is probably why you can tell that I'm riled up a little bit. It's like you yeah. know, now is that now is when when you know once the season's over, um, players are allowed to sign with agents. So, um. You know, so so like literally right now, since the since the NCAA tournament was canceled, players are allowed to sign with agents. But, um, you know, there were there were questions that I could answer last week that I just can't answer right now. And 
And, you know, there were strategies of certain players last week that was like, okay, depending on how you finish and if you get to the NCAA tournament and if you play well, like that affects whether they're going to be able to, you know, get drafted or not. Now, at the end of the day, you know, for the most part, teams have a good feeling on guys. And, you know, if you're going to be a borderline NBA guy and get a potential workout, um, you know, workout or two with some teams, then like that's not going to affect you. But when are those workouts scheduled? You know, like it goes back to like up in the air right now. So when are those workouts going to be scheduled? When is the NBA draft combine going to be? They already canceled Portsmouth Invitational, which is um, a big time, big time event every single year that every single NBA team is is going to, including overseas teams. So mm-hmm. as an agent, it's really difficult because um, things are in the air. So now it, it comes to a point where it's like, you know, I have to um, I have to be really, really open, open and transparent to the fact of the guys that I'm recruiting, like, look, obviously nothing changes in the fact that I want to represent you, but you know, we just, we might not have answers to things yet. And, and, and if obviously, you know, that might hurt, that might hurt me because they want to hear certain things and there's certain things that can't be guaranteed, but like, that's what I got to say. So I'm sure that unfortunately there will be certain agents going out there saying, you know, I can, I can get you a spot here overseas or I can get you work out here or there. And it's like, it's just unfortunate, you know, but, but, but obviously like all things, you got to take the positive side of it. And, you know, like I said, um, last podcast, it presents an opportunity, you know, an opportunity to kind of really double down on, on, on my niche and double down on, um, you know, really supporting players and being transparent and educating players in the process. And hopefully in that, um, in that process, it will, you know, the byproduct will be guys that really, you know, um, see through, you know, see that transparency and that communication and, and, and they're attracted to something like that, you know, that will allow me to sign some of these guys. So Tucker, shout out to you too, for being transparent, honest and doing that while you're building your brand, because a lot of people wouldn't do that. You feel me? They would, they would, they would sell pipe dreams to these guys just to get someone signed up with them and then just figure it out on the back end. But the fact that you're, you're on the front end of it and you're like, look, I know as much as you, as soon as I know more, I'll let you know. But, you know, while this process, I'll give you the best advice I can give you, blah, blah, blah. The fact that you're doing that and you're and you're starting out to building your brand, man, shout out to you for that, man, because that, that goes a long way. And I hope guys recognize that. Yeah, appreciate it, absolutely. man. I appreciate it. And, and they do. You know, I, I think they do. So, you know, not all guys, but, you know, I've heard it from guys that, you know, they, they definitely recognize it, appreciate it. So, again, in, in the age of business, you know, it's a. Uh, if, if a guy doesn't sign with you now, you know, building that relationship and just kind of being there as a resource, you know, you never know, you know, I'm, I'm unfortunately in this business guys switch agents a lot. And, you know, if I can build a relationship with a guy and, and then be a resource for them, you never know when I can help them in the future. So, uh, I mean, it definitely, it, it definitely helps, um, you know, in the, in the long term. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a wild time. And, and the, the other part that I didn't really touch on is the overseas part. And it's like, there's even more questions there. Like at the end of the day, um, wait, wait, before obviously. we go there, because I was about to ask that question, but I have a personal question first before we move away. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the fans want to know, bro, how many how many players um, did you anticipate before the coronavirus hitting? Did you anticipate signing? And if it's too personal, you don't got to answer, but did you anticipate signing coming out of this NCAA season? That's a, that's a great question, actually. I'd love to chat about that, of course. Um, so it, it's um i think that answer depends um you know for for someone like me that's independent and kind of has a you know a niche and and you know needs to kind of do certain certain things to get a certain type of player and you know it's not really easy for me to just say hey let let me make this phone call get to a high major kid and get a meeting with him you know um it, it really has to be um 
kind of like very widespread recruiting. So, you know, of course I have a recruiting list of guys that I like and guys that are good at basketball and, you know, guys that I think could play at the next level, but then it's filtered down to, okay, well, out of all these guys, who do I have a connection to? Who can I get a meeting with? Um, and, and that list started very wide. I mean, I think, you know, the beginning of the season, I, you know, there was probably 80 to a hundred names that I was like, Oh, these guys are great. And obviously then you filter it down. And um, at the end of the day, there's, there's probably 15 to 20 solid guys that, uh, you know, that I narrowed it down to. Um, I would say maybe seven or eight of them um, have the, have the vision of potentially playing here in the States, whether that's, um, you know, a late squeeze into the second round draft pick guy or, um, or, uh, you know, a two way contract guy or a G league potential guy. And then the rest are just kind of geared towards overseas. Mm. Um so, so again, and then, and then that list really just kind of stays there to the end of the season to, and I have to balance, um, you know, where they finish. Um, and then I have to balance the meetings. Right. So, you know, like there's certain guys that I'm able to have kind of a relationship with and I, and I'm able to talk with, you know, earlier and other guys that I haven't talked with yet, but you know, I kind of have that relationship with their families or the coaching staff and yeah. they think it's a good fit. And, you know, at the end of the season, if it's if it's now and there's 15 guys, they're like, yeah, cool, let's meet. Oh, right, hold on, well, hold on. Any college kids out there listening, or even high school guys who aspire to be an agent, I don't know if that's a thing. Do kids aspire to be an agent at a young age? I don't know. But, yo, <laughs> you guys are listening right now. I hope you're soaking this in because I've – like, I played professional basketball and I've never heard an agent open up about the processes and the – you know what I mean? Everything that goes into it and the details of it like this, man. So go ahead, bro. Keep going. But I just wanted to no doubt. make that clear. If you got a pen and a pad, like, do they, te- no. do they even teach this in when you were in school, bro, studying to be like? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely yeah. not. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get some of the content actually out on my, on my social channels as well because I think it's important. Um, and, and, and if you are listening to any of those guys that aren't, aren't referenced, uh, hit me up, man. I'm looking for interns. I'll teach you as long as you're <laughs> – as long as you're hungry and and uh, and you want to learn and, and you're not expecting any money, you know. I'll, I'll <laughs> Hello, get him, get him some, get him some credits, bro. Get him some credits. That's right. That's yeah. right. Man, that's um, great. But yeah, you can keep going, man. Before I get into my overseas question, if you had anything else, but oh no, no, actually, screw that. I'm jumping around, and taking the high road on me. What's the number, bro? Give me a number of how many you anticipated. Yeah, he definitely did not answer that. Bro. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, I was, I was getting there. I was getting there. He so, maneuvered so, around that one. So the, the the number that the number that I go with is is between, and I'll give you I'll, like so it's it, between four and seven players is what I would like my recruiting class to be. Okay. Right between four and seven, and and the reason why it's like you know okay if it's three that that's fine if it's eight that's fine too but it really depends on the player like if I have if there's a guy that's you know um, you know I know he's he's a he has nas- um, multiple nationalities and he's going to go count as, as, as a local player in a certain country overseas. That's a very different kind of process and amount of, um, you know, time spent. Yeah. There's um, high maintenance players and there's, and there's easy, easy players. Uh, d- definitely not just in regards to like the person's character, but like the amount of time that's spent yeah. calling NBA team. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so to that fact, you know, it, it really depends. Obviously, I'd love more players that are here because, you know, it's higher profile players and I'd love to have a player in the NBA, but still d- doubling down on my niche of being kind of that overseas guy. Um, so so the, the, the ultimate answer is between four and seven. So, yo, it, it, it's what I'd love to add. So creation talent agency, you look to grow four to seven players each year or do you lose players? 
Well, there's definitely a certain turnover because some guys, you know, for example, um, I had a guy, uh, you know, from my first recruiting class to my second recruiting class decide that um, he was going to um, go to med school. And that was kind of always in the plan. But, you know, okay, well, that's that's minus one. Yeah. uh, Right. And then I had a guy that decided, well, he had he had opportunities to keep playing, um, not at a super high level yet. But he, he's now a grad assistant uh, at Colorado State because he wants to get into coaching, which is amazing. So, like, there's always and, – and, 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 you know, there's going to be points where I get fired. Like, that's just the reality. Yeah. I, hope it, I hope not by many. But, you know, so it's, a, it's, it's kind of a – you try and keep that turnover down. But, yes, each year, um, at least right now, the vision is, you know, add between four to seven players. Maybe there's a year that I'm like, hey, I'm going to really, really – completely put all my eggs in two guys baskets that's that are going to be you know lottery picks and i'm going to recruit them the entire you know next two years yeah maybe maybe that changes okay all right so we'll flow into the and thanks for answering those questions though too because i I actually was curious um so thanks for sharing that with everybody but bro let's talk about this overseas thing because we can talk nba all day but at the end of the day no matter what we're saying it's not like someone can't google this information or turn on espn and get the information that we're saying even with the NCAA as well, overseas is a whole different beast because there's literally hundreds of leagues there, all with different rules and arbitrations and all that. And I, I, I'd love to know if you have any insight more the, more so than the average person, which I'm 99% sure you do, <laughs> right? Tell us what this coronavirus is doing to not only the overseas recruiting process, but also <clears throat> overseas leagues. FIBA in general, or just even small leagues that you know of personally, what is happening? Like, okay, the NBA, the NBA we know is postponed indefinitely. We know the NCAA March Madness was canceled. But what happens in like Turkish League B or Spanish League Gold? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm, what, what's mm-hmm. going on, bro? Fill us in. Well, it's it's funny. Ironically, those those two leagues that you mentioned, <laughs> I have clients in. <laughs> so. I guess we can start about that. It's alley oop, we call yeah. that. Yeah, I threw you alley oop. That's right. You know? That's right, man. So, so <laughs> I guess overall, um, they, they they're doing similar things that we're doing here, and and for the most part, um, generally speaking, um, everyone's kind of following suit. I mean, obviously, you see on the news what's happening in Italy. That's you know, um, you know, tragic because they're you know they're being hit the hardest and their entire country's on a lockdown so they were really the first country that was like holy shit and i'm cursing this time because 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 i'm allowed to um (laughs) um, they're like you know we need to we need to stop like we need to stop stop right now so they suspended the league um and and essentially players are kind of in quarantine. I mean, they're just, you know, they're, they're not practicing. Um, they're, they're like everyone else in the country, yeah, man. They got to they, they, oh go, they gotta go like, one at a time. Out of here, bro. Hey, they have, they have their pharmacies and their grocery stores open, but they have to go in like one at a time, you know, in certain spots. And it's like, it's just, it's wild to think Yo, about. People so, don't know, like when you're overseas, like, yeah, there's like France, Rome, like there's the cool cities that everyone knows about, but there's these small towns you can play for, bro, that got like three stores on the main strip and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, bro. And you miss your family, but you love hoops and you're living the dream. Everyone thinks you're living this crazy life, but you actually hate your life. And now something like this. Hey, I'm serious, bro. I was playing there and like I was on a great island and all that. But like when the rainy season came, because it was a tropical island, when like October, November hit and it was rainy and it wasn't like girls on the beach and all that all the time now, 
it was just miserable. I just wanted to go home and like, there's no one there for you. You don't speak the language. So anyway, not to get my own pity party, but bro, yo but could you imagine during this time being in quite i hate being in quarantine in, in the states and i'm here with all no, my friends definitely. and family definitely and, and and again that's why you know it's, I, I think um it's just it's it's super important to really really know um you know who you're dealing with whether you have another another agent partner or know the team and that's why i spent so much time overseas to really feel comfortable about the, about the places that i send my players and you know obviously just naturally some leagues and, and countries are going to act uh, act differently you know for example uh, you know in spain they're, they're obviously um you know they're obviously almost near a shutdown as well so you know I, i'm i'm super comfortable with almost every one of my clients and the way that their teams are handling it and they're being super supportive and communicating um unfortunately Turkey's a different beast, and and um, they about you know, the bread in Turkey. I, I mean, as, no as, oh, oh no no yeah well well um, I, I know it's not in the same context that you just put it, but they literally are playing games as we speak, <laughs> which is mind blowing. So um, so so yeah, I mean, it's for me, it was just like, all right, I, I gotta I gotta make sure all my guys are good. And the first question was, okay, well, do we leave? And it's like. First and foremost, if you're ever not comfortable and you need to get home, then yes. But but if you are, then like, you know, you should stay there. Like you should stay there and take it one day at a time because the hope is for, for leagues to start back up. Like, you know, you, you see in China, they're actually starting their leagues back up. Um, in two weeks they, they just announced because obviously they you know they're way advanced and and they got the the curve down of the, of the virus and now they feel comfortable enough but um, communism. Uh, yep. crazy but um <laughs> yeah italy but, but, so did italy get it worse than china sorry to cut you off bro but i'm confused uh, i know it originated in china and china was so bad but i saw I a video like of it, them like spraying the streets with like essentially disinfectant spray from like trucks bro like <laughs> bro I, I feel like it's not necessarily worse it's just smaller like italy smaller just, yeah it's just way smaller bro so like and, and I think somebody well, said their population, the population was a little bit older too. Over more there. dense. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't give me, hey, none of this is, is quote. I'm just saying, from <laughs> no, what for, I've heard. For, for from, sure, for sure. From, from what I've so heard. Much information out there. Yeah, from what I've heard, uh, the uh, population was a little older and it's way smaller and it's spread a lot faster in those, you know, that tight corridors and, and living quarters in a lot of those cities. Definitely. That, that, that's for sure. Um, and, and also, I think. Um, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it depends on the type of people that's infected. And, and they were saying that, you know, most of the population are elderly and smokers in China. Um, so, so that was definitely a concern. But but I do think that, A, um, I think now it's official that Italy has the most cases, uh, even more than China. I think that happened today or yesterday. Wow. Um, and, 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 and B, um, it, it, it then goes to healthcare because it's just a matter of how they can, um, you know, how they can help these people that get infected. And they just, they don't have. Oh, geographically, Italy is like not even a one fifth of China. Nah. So the fact that, you know, that's crazy. So the fact yeah. that they have more cases than China, they got hit hard, man. Bro, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm telling you, man, older population in those tight quarters, man, it's. Spreads like wildfire. I thought you said don't yeah. quote you. <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me. <laughs> so talk no, about, you don't true. have any players in China, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. Correct. Um, but but yeah, I mean, back to the the, the really the, the overarching theme is like this is going to be a, a, a 
a super um, unfortunate byproduct, even more so than the NBA, because at the end of the day, the NBA is going to, you know, the NBA is the best league in the world. They have a lot of money and like, yes, they're going to get hit in some sort of way, but they're going to, they're going to come through and they're going to be fine. And people are going to still love the NBA, right? Well, some of these teams in Europe, you already know, uh, you, you already know the deal. Like they're, they're operating on strings here and like, you know, they're late on payments and they can barely afford to pay players anyways. Yeah. And, and on top of that, the business model is completely different to where, teams are funded by sponsorship and they're funded by these, these companies where, um, you know, if, if the, if the market is, is, uh, is down anyway, it, I it mean, they're not going to, yep. yeah, very easily. So, so again, I think I mentioned very briefly, if there's any sort of positive to take out of this, you know, the overseas basketball structure is going to get kind of a rehaul next season. Um, but it, it's definitely going to affect a lot of players that, uh, right now are graduated from college. I think there's going to be pros. They understand that NBA is probably not in their future and they're going to go overseas, but it's like that, that might not be the case, man. They're they're. I mean, I sure hope it is, but there are going to be a lot of changes and a lot less opportunities and roster spots um, if leagues continue and when they continue next year versus this year. Yeah, that's a fact. Oh man, it's a fact. It's very interesting, man. If it, again, like I know we getting our rants on this podcast, but the whole, purpose of the podcast is to inform and educate and, and yep, educate yep. and all that guys if, if you are uh, you know high school college whatever and you aspire to play overseas or any type of professional basketball keep all these things in mind i mean there's i know guys who are playing in countries where forget a coronavirus war mm-hmm. e- erupted right while overseas and you're out there like right, i don't have nothing to do with this what the hell do i do right do i go home you know you have so, like, all this kind of information just about overseas life, I think, is super important because I knew all of the glory stories of playing overseas when I was headed overseas, but I never had anyone be transparent and tell me about some of woes like this or the possibilities um, in regards to, like, what happens overseas, man. This, this stuff is important because you got to think. Like, I know the coronavirus is probably un- the most unprecedented and, like, you know uh, – we have never seen anything like this, period. But each year, man, there's something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something goes on every year uh, in the world. It might not be coronavirus, but it's something. And it might be here in America. It might be in Europe. But it affects people. And you got to decide very openly and clearly where you want to be during that time. And if it's worth, um, or you know, if what you're looking to achieve is worth it essentially right so i i know guys in Tarka, you could talk about this all day i bet there's guys who go play overseas damn near for free mm-hmm. right to be able to say that they play overseas without the consideration of like you know for lack of a better term coronavirus <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. i mean like in situations like this it just put guys in in a bad place while you know, being stuck overseas, are, are any of your guys, would you say, are in a bad place or everyone's pretty much, I think you kind of said that on the last podcast, but everybody's pretty much sitting pretty? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about sitting pretty, but everyone's definitely, you know, in, in an okay spot right now, just kind of waiting to waiting to figure out, you know, what's happening. And, and like I said, for the most part, I trust I, I trust the teams that, you know, are kind of handling it properly. And, um, you know, if I had to guess, most guys would probably be back in the States within a week. Um 
that's that looks like it's the way it looks that that's going to be the way it ends up you know season's kind of suspended or canceled but um that could change hopefully that change is here in the next uh, couple of days but we'll see we'll see but anyways i know we're wrapping up on time i mean i'll, I'll end with this thing i think you guys can probably um, agree with what i'm saying here because obviously this this podcast is about um you know basketball but uh, really educating and informing and using basketball to open up other doors in life you know which is what i really um kind of have my my uh mo of of creation talent agency and there's never ever a better time than right now to realize that it is much bigger than the game. So you even see NBA players right now saying, wow, okay, if I don't get paid, what am I going to do? They're, they're, they're kind of, you know, throwing their money into this or learning a new skill, right, or, right, or really diversifying. Right. So, so, you know, if there's something that you could take out of this, it's like, do something with your time now. Yes. Work on your game. Yes. Do ball handling drills that, you know, in the house and go for a jog and do push-ups. but you know, play an instrument, listen to a podcast, read a book, try and try and learn a new language, do something else or Facts, that you have, might have an interest in, outside of basketball that you know in hopefully a month or two months when things get a little bit more back to normal you can hit the ground running and then use basketball uh to, to really open those doors absolutely bro that that is a, a wonderful point man i appreciate that so listen that's what we're here for man i i had one last thing i wanted to do just to end on a high note kind of you know thin the air up a little bit all money aside Everybody's got to answer this. All money aside, what situation would you rather be in? The NBA situation, the NCAA situation, or the or the uh, overseas situation? So to paint a, a clearer picture, NBA, your home, you're with your family, you know what I mean? But your season or your job is essentially postponed and yada, yada. NCAA, where you, you know, kind of the, most hyped time of the year got canceled, but you also have no school. <laughs> and then there's uh, obviously the overseas situation where you're, you're kind of stuck in, in another country, um, which could be a good thing to some people, could be a bad thing to others. Rob, you go first. Which situation would you rather be in? I mean, give me the worst and the best. How about that? The worst would definitely be overseas, bro, because I feel like that's the most uncertainty, right? Like really? you're, in a, you're, in a, you're in a foreign place, number one. You're in a place where you don't know how you're going to get paid. Yeah, I said all money aside. Nope. All money aside. Uh, All money aside. I would would say still overseas, bro. You're in a foreign Mm. place, foreign health care. You you don't know, you know, about about getting home like that. The the troubles of getting home, like that's by far the worst (laughs) scenario. At least in college, you're like, all right, cool. You know, this happened. I'm back home. I'm with my friends. I'm back, you know, my mom's house. Yeah, it's house. spring break. We live. You know, it's spring break. We're chilling. NBA by far is the best. You got a little money in your pocket. You know, you may be married, may not be married. You're chilling right now. You know, it's it's a little different. Like, I mean, you 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 cooped up in the house, but it may be a nicer situation, you know. Sorry, what about you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, hey, I agree with those. And just to switch up, because I think I can argue both ways. I, I, I for sure agree with the overseas thing and the NBA thing because, you know, because of the reasons that you gave. But I'll switch it up. I'll say since we're not talking about money here, there's some really, really awesome opportunities and situations overseas that you could find yourself in. So I'll switch it up and I'll go the opposite yeah. and say overseas could be the best. Um, Ooh. It's it, obviously depending on where you are, um, but it could be the best because, A, right now, it might be a better situation than, than what's about to happen here in the States. And you could be on, you know, some some uh, some nice wine ranch in the middle of, uh, I guess, Italy is a bad example. Of this yeah. kind of point, but 
<laughs> no, I was saying the same thing though. Like you could, it's easier to get around. You could flee the country and take a two-hour yeah. train ride and be a tourist in a dope See, that's country. Not, that's not even fair. Y'all throwing the vino out there, <laughs> no, like that, man. That's not. It's it not even cool. definitely a bad a bad example now. But um, yeah. Uh oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Hear me, sorry. I just I just had a call. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You were saying, but now for the worst, I'm going to say NCAA because I know how much that I wake up and hurt every single day from not getting to the NCAA tournament. I can't even imagine being one of these kids right now that out of my control, this thing got pulled out of me. Um, and you know, this, yeah, this, I'm surprised at you, Rob. This, what by saying that NCAA not the worst? Yeah. You said NCAA is the worst. Yeah, you said it's not the worst. I'm surprised. I I, I could have put money that you were going to say NCAA was the worst. Nah, I, I I took the foreign aspect into it a lot though. Just being away from family with that pandemic. Yeah, you, on, yeah. So a you, lot of you can't like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can't yeah. go check on your grandma, or grandfather, or mom. You know what I mean? Like that. Like that. No money aside, that would be my biggest worry. Is like, dang, I'm here. I'm good, but it's about to hit the U.S. hard. Like, how is you know, grandma gonna be. How is mom gonna mm-hmm. be? How's dad mm-hmm. gonna be? You know what I mean? Yeah, Tarka's that's, point. That's my thought. Tarka's point is where I was gonna go with, bro. Is like, yo, imagine being the number one seed. You know what I mean? You're going into this late tournament or having a career year, and it's like, what you mean my season ended? Like, forget all those other stupid games I just played. Like, this is man, not, not even number college, one though. You know not even mean? number one. Nah. The schools that haven't been in fifteen years that made it this year. The Hofstras of the world, the BU's of the world, man. Oh, the guys yeah, that, you know, yeah, the yeah. Majors that are the like, ma- you know, got to get the mid majors. Yeah. In my senior year, we went out with a bang and just won the championship, and then boom. Yo, they're sick. That, that's definitely the worst, bro. Overseas, like, I can make it happen, man. We'll figure it out, like. Hop the train somewhere, or just quarantine and just like I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. I, I can't speak for all countries because some countries do suck over there. Um, but the NBA is probably cheat yeah. code. I mean, I was trying to think of some negative stuff about the NBA, but it's like I don't know, man. Like, I mean, maybe in the playoff race, or, or even honestly, you could say like the Lakers, right? Finally getting AD, being healthy, and all that, and then like this happens. Yeah. Like, what Yo, if they cancel the whole season? And then it's like, man, you just – like, who knows if Bron or AD are both going to have another healthy mm-hmm. season together? Like, that man, scares – Facts facts <laughs> on Bron, bro. He's like 40. Like, like he need, we need all these games. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the only bad thing I could think of. I mean, maybe if you're uh, – uh, I don't know, if you were in the G League and you got called up this year and, you know, then this happened. I, I don't know. I can't really think of any bad things, but – Definitely, I would say the best situation is the NBA. I, I choose to be in. The worst is definitely NCAA, bro. Like, oh my gosh, man! I feel so sorry for the seniors in all sports too, man. We didn't even touch on that on this episode. Was just spring sports being canceled altogether, oh, which is gosh, crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yo, court sister plays lacrosse, bro. Season canceled, and that's D three. Lacrosse, they're not getting another year. For those of you who don't or know who Court do. is, that's because uh, Rob, he forgot we're not just on the phone <laughs> on a podcast. That's his fiance's younger sister. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Court. Uh, yeah, but nah, nah, but like, think about that. Division three, college athlete, season canceled. Do they get that extra year? And if they got it, mm-hmm. how are they going to mm-hmm. use it? Some of them might not be a master's program. Some may be done. You know, like, mm. they just lost out on not getting a scholarship to pay. You're, you're playing for the love of the game. You're putting that same amount of time, work ethic into it, and your season could cut short. And mm-hmm. now you just may not have Tough, a senior year. Brutal. Yeah, bro. 
Tough stuff. But listen, man, we're, we're over our time. I appreciate all you guys' insight. I appreciate all you listeners. Tarka, man, you were definitely the star of the show today. We appreciate all the value that you brought. Make sure you bring that same energy appreciate next you, time. Boys. I'm Art Morrison third. This is Rob McPherson and my boy Tarka on the on the see, I'm gonna <laughs> sit on the phone with me. Rob, you got me. <laughs> on, the, on the podcast with me. Love you all. Thanks for listening. Chat later. Peace.